Welcome to the Kingdom Mastermind Podcast, a community for women who love God and want to thrive as joyful lifestyle entrepreneurs. Your adventure starts now. Here's your host, Ann McDonald. of your life is the best of your life and the best of your life is supposed to be the rest of your life. Do you believe it yet? Kingdom mastermind woman of God. It's the truth. Jesus died so that the rest of our existence from today forward could actually be lived in victory. Hi, this is Ann McDonald, and I want to welcome you back to the Kingdom Mastermind Podcast, where this week we are tackling business basics. Yes, we're going to go into the Bible and we're going to talk about that blessing again. Why? Because it can be hard for us to actually receive the goodness of God, especially when it comes to making money. We'll be right back after we say a quick thank you to our sponsors. Do you have an idea for an online information product business, but you haven't been able to finish it? Patrick and I are hosting a live twice a week, 12 week coaching immersive with lifetime access to coach you through the process of building out that online business. Now finish 2020 strong while the rest of the world struggles with noise. You know that God is still on the throne and it's time to build in such a way that the kingdoms of God become the kingdoms of this earth. There is no time like now to get started. Visit www www.infotoincomechallenge.com for more information. Kingdom Entrepreneur, don't let another year go by without finishing those God ideas. A year from now, imagine how different life could be. Visit www.infotoincomechallenge.com now. The rest of your life is supposed to be the best of your life. The best of your life is supposed to be the rest of your life. And everything you touch is supposed to be incorruptible like gold. Why do I know that? Because the word of God actually tells us that we are called to have authority and to take dominion and to make earth look like heaven. That means everything that we see in front of us, including business opportunities, is actually supposed to be under our feet. So this week, we're going to do a quick review about what we talked about last week. Why? Because I know how hard it can be to actually believe the word of God. I mean, God tells us himself in his word, Proverbs 10, 22. We read it in a bunch of different versions last week that, well, God is the one who brings the blessing and God is the one who actually desires to prosper us. The Bible literally says it's the blessing of God that makes us rich. That can be really uncomfortable because we want to actually perform our way into God's goodness. We actually want to try to pay for something. And God is telling us is that, look, kids, daughters, sons, you're my children. And what I want to do is empower you with the actual blessing of God so that we can go out and prosper. So what are we going to do this week? Well, after reading Proverbs 10, 22 again, then I'm going to unpack two things that we actually have to hold in tension when we are building out businesses. This series is called Business Basics. And there are a couple things that I've noticed after almost 30 years on the front lines of entrepreneurialism that we must hold intention as kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, especially as women. So what are those things? 
Well, let's first go back to Proverbs 10.22, read that verse, and then we'll unpack these two different things that we need to hold in tension so that we don't get off way off into an unreasonable version of the prosperity gospel or way off into the deep end of religious thinking where we have to be poor and miserable all day, every day to please the Lord. Proverbs 10.22 says this, the blessing of the Lord it makes truly rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling increase it. Last week, like I said, we read that in a bunch of different versions. And I actually read the blessing from Deuteronomy 28 over you. Why? Because I want you to get to a place where you understand that your desire to have a business, to birth a business, to birth a vocational ministry with income producing capabilities is actually from the heart of God. And then it doesn't depend on us, quote, getting it right in order for it to prosper. We actually have to understand that we are called to be stewards of the ideas that God has given to us. And from that place of stewardship, it's the blessing of God that powers the prosperity. So what am I talking about when I say we're going to hold two things in tension? Well, there's something called the blessing, which we talked about, that needs to be contrasted with the curse. There's also something that we need to talk about that is held in tension in the context of the blessing and the curse. And that's the concept of stewardship versus ownership or control. A lot of times we don't understand how business is supposed to work in the kingdom of God because we don't understand the very basic nature of the blessing versus the curse. If we don't understand the very basic nature of the blessing versus the curse, which is what we talked about a little bit last week, we certainly don't understand how to actually walk out stewardship versus ownership or control. In the kingdom of God, we are called to be stewards of the earth. We're called to be faithful stewards of everything that God has given to us. In the world, the way the world thinks, we're called to control things and to own things. That's mine. It's not yours. But that's not how it works in the kingdom of God. God says what's mine is mine and what's mine is yours. <laughs> so God basically says, here, I've actually given you the keys to my entire kingdom. Now go and steward well. And we wouldn't presume to own something that God gives to us, but a lot of times we actually forget it because we're so used to hearing and to seeing and to perceiving how the world does business. We actually don't understand that until we are able to separate these two things and hold them in tension and start to see tells, if anybody plays cards or poker, you understand that a tell is kind of a hint unto something that someone might do. Until we start to understand the nuances or the quote tells of how to actually do business from a place of stewardship versus ownership and control, and at the same time, understand the quote tells, if you will, of the difference between the blessing of God and the curses of God. A lot of times we end up working on the wrong problems in our businesses and our businesses don't prosper and we can't figure out why. That's what we're going to talk about this week. So let's go back to that blessing again. What is the blessing? 
the blessing is God's uniform for you, for me, that we actually need in order to prosper in this life. It's almost like a protective shell that the enemy cannot penetrate. A lot of times we forget that the word of God says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we've got this bad perception about, well, if it went wrong, or if it got ruined, or if it didn't make money, or if I'm sick, or if this is wrong, or if this is bad, that somehow God's using that to teach us a lesson. And friends, that is not the truth. God's word says that it is by grace that we are saved, and it is the goodness of God that leads us unto repentance. Do you remember when Peter cast his net to the other side and the hall of fish was so big that Peter actually wept and repented? Well, it is the goodness of God that is designed to bring us to repentance, not the curse and the stealing and the killing and destroying of the enemy. So that's why I talk about the blessing versus the curse in the first couple of episodes. What I'm going to do today is to just hopefully empower your belief that God from the depths of who he is, his very nature wants you to prosper in business. If God has given you an idea, he wants it to prosper and he wants it to succeed. Why? Because it has a stewardship component to redeem something in the earth. Because we behave from belief, if we don't actually get that belief squared away in the depths of our soul, we won't behave like prosperous business people. If we don't behave like prosperous business people and understand what the tells of the enemy are versus the tells of God, then we actually won't know what to do, how to pivot, how to maneuver, how to actually be wise as serpent, innocent as doves in different business situations. All right, so what we're going to do right now is I'm actually going to read Colossians 2 over you. And it is designed to increase your belief that God has in fact paid for everything that would disqualify you from having a prosperous business. I'm going to read to you from Colossians 2 because this is where I go when I'm having trouble with something in business and I need an uptick in my belief so that I can behave from a place of being an actual daughter of the king. Okay, so just sit back and relax. We've got a bunch of different podcasts that during this series that we're going to tackle business basics. I want you to be empowered to prosper. And so we're going to lay a strong and sturdy foundation in the word of the Lord so that you have the confidence and the clarity that you need to prosper and to prosper big. I don't mean just prospering a little bit, but I mean prospering according to the blessing of God so that when God says you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country, Girlfriend, that means that there's a city house and a country house, okay? Let's actually risk taking God at his word that these are the things that he wants to bless us with, not for our own puffed up nature, but so that we can be faithful stewards of everything that the blood of Jesus paid for. All right, let's read Colossians 2. Just receive this as the blessing of the Lord for you today. Let this empower your belief. Colossians 2. For I want you to know how great is my solicitude for you, how severe an inward struggle I am engaged in for you, and for those believers at Laodicea, and for all who, like yourselves, have never seen my face and known me personally. 
For my concern is that their hearts may be braced, comforted, cheered, and encouraged as they are knit together in love, that they may come to have all the abounding wealth and blessings of assured conviction of understanding, and that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with and may know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly the mystic secret of God which is Christ, the anointed one. In him, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. I say this in order that no one may mislead and delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. For though I am away from you in body, yet I am with you in spirit, delighted at the sight of your standing shoulder to shoulder in such orderly array, and the firmness and the solid front and steadfastness of your faith in Christ, that leaning of the entire human personality on him in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness." As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him. Have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confident and established in the faith just as you were taught, and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. See to it that no one carries you off as spoil or makes you yourselves captive by this so-called philosophy and intellectualism and vain deceit, idle fancies and plain nonsense, following human tradition men's idea of the material rather than the spiritual world, just crude notions following the rudimentary and elemental teachings of the universe and disregarding the teachings of Christ, the Messiah. For in him, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him, made full and having come to the fullness of life in Christ. You too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, but in a spiritual circumcision performed by Christ by stripping off the body of flesh, the whole corrupt carnal nature with its passions and lust. Thus you were circumcised when you were buried with him in your baptism, in which you were also raised with him to a new life through your faith in the working of God, as displayed when he raised him up from the dead. Beloved, I want you to hear this next section with your whole heart. Female, kingdom-minded entrepreneur, God has paid the full price for you to prosper in all ways. Listen up. 
Colossians 2, chapter, Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 13. And you who were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought to life together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note bond with its legal decrees and demands, which was in force and stood against us, hostile to us. This note with its regulations, decrees and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were raged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. Therefore, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of food and drink or with regard to a feast day or in a new moon or a Sabbath. Such things are only the shadow of things that are to come, and they have only a symbolic value. But the reality, the substance, the solid fact of what is foreshadowed, the body of it belongs to Christ. Let no one defraud you by acting as an umpire and declaring you unworthy and disqualifying you for the prize, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, taking his stand on visions he claims he's seen, vainly puffed up by his sensuous notions and inflated by his unspiritual thoughts and fleshly conceit, and not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body supplied and knit together by means of its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. If then you have died with Christ to material ways of looking at things and have escaped from the world's crude and elemental notions and teachings of externalism, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to rules and regulations such as do not handle this, do not taste that, do not even touch them? Referring to things, all of which perish with being used. To do this is to follow human precepts and doctrines. Such practices have indeed the outward appearance that popularly passes for wisdom, in promoting self-imposed rigor of devotion and delights in self-humiliation and severity of discipline of the body, but they are of no value in checking the indulgence to the flesh, the lower nature. Instead, they do not honor God, but serve only to indulge the flesh. Now, beloved, why am I reading that to you in a business basic series? Why do I spend an entire podcast on Colossians 2? Because we behave from belief. If we don't believe that we are worthy and allowed to prosper because Jesus has paid the full price, if we don't believe it in the depths of our soul, we'll build businesses and they'll fail. We'll build businesses and they'll limp along. They might succeed a little bit, but we won't have the freedom that Christ actually paid for, for us to prosper. Do you know that your idea for a business is from God himself? 
We're going to tackle over this series the purpose of actually creating businesses, the purpose, the basics behind why we even have businesses in the first place. What's their spiritual reasoning? Why do they even need to exist? Can't I just go into ministry and get donations and forget about all this stuff? No. Why? Because the breakthroughs that you're getting actually have bigger implications than just the financial means to maybe buy a house or buy a car or pay for an education or support a family. They're actually spiritual warfare tactics. That's why I spend an entire podcast on Colossians 2. That's why we spent an entire podcast on reading the blessing of the Lord and just going over and over and over probably. Proverbs 10.22. We have got to get this into our souls. We've got to get the mind of Christ on this. There is no lack in the kingdom of God, and God wants you to bring your ideas prosperingly into the business space to set people free. Make sure to check out those show notes at www.kingdommastermind.net, and I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Kingdom Mastermind Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere awesome podcasts are found. Until next week, choose joy. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you'd like more material and have a desire to stay connected, please reach out to Anne at www.kingdommastermind.net. Next week, we're going to continue to unpack this series on business basics. You are worthy to prosper. Those ideas aren't from hell. They're actually from the Lord. He wants to bless you. The enemy doesn't want you to get a hold of this. Even the struggle with getting this particular series recorded and on the podcast, it's been almost comical. But beloved, I want you to know that your desire to build and to build well is from the heart of God. Let's have a great week. Re-listen to this podcast. Let the word of God just saturate you. Just receive this blessing. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Kingdom Mastermind Podcast.